Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! So, everybody is happy? We move the people to the front a little bit, not so much, eh? I won't bite today, I'm a good guy. Don't worry. You're afraid, eh? You're looking outside all the time, I can watch you. I'm not going to bite, no, I'm a good guy. Okay, the Lord told me something, and I was a bit surprised about what he wanted to teach to you, teach you today. So, one thing everybody thinks, they want Jesus to come. Who wants Jesus to come quickly? To take us out of this world. Only one honest God, person, you know. I know I hear everybody, oh Jesus, come, take us out of this mess. But he won't. He has a plan. Actually, the Father never told him which day he will come back. Why? He is part of his God. Jesus was God. And God did not tell him which day he will come back again. Why? Because imagine when he was here on earth and he was sharing the Matthew 24 chapter about second coming that was going to happen, tribulations in the world. If he knew, the disciples would pressure him to reveal it. And that is not the right so those, he is Father and Son and Holy Ghost are one. The Father kept it for himself. That's very important to understand. So, I don't know if you guessed it already. We're going to have a class on about the seven churches in the Revelation. We can read about them and explain them a little bit. I'm not so sure if I'll finish today the message, but I'll try my best. So, so to know something, you know, John, the Revelator, is the Bible. You know, he wrote the Gospel of John, right? The three epistles of John and the revelation of Jesus Christ in the end of the Bible. So, one thing, the he was in the uh, exiled in the island Patmos from the Romans, and uh, he was a political refugee. So he lived him and one of his helper in a cave for quite some time. And there was the Lord revealed to him about the book of Revelation. That's important to understand it. Before that, he was the pastor and deacon in Ephesus. So before that was Timothy. So he came back to Ephesus and he was the pastor and deacon. So that was about uh, uh, 60 years, 50 years after the resurrection, no, after the born again, when Jesus born. And then after he died, I said 30, 40 years, uh, John was in Ephesus. So the Romans took him a prisoner in Rome and they tried to boil him alive. So that was really bad. So what they were doing the Romans those days, they hang you up, they put a big pot with boiling water, boiling oil, and they dig you slowly, slowly, fresh your feet, or you get boiling, get further down, further down, till the end when you finish, and they pull you out, you're only bones. But it was a miracle that happened. God did not allow John to get boiled. So they couldn't do anything with him. He could not kill him. They could not uh, destroy him. So they sent him to Patmos as political exile. So the Lord gave me the book of Revelation. He revealed to him. So Revelation 1 1 says, this is a revelation from Jesus Christ. I'm reading from uh, the easy to read translation because 
so you can all understand. You know? If you have a question, raise your hand. If I know it, I'll tell you. If I don't know it, I'll tell you next week. This is a revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants that must happen soon. And Christ sent his angel to show it to his servant John, who has told everything he saw is the truth that Jesus Christ told him. It is a message from God. This is Revelation 1, 1, 1, 2, and 1, 3. In 1, 3 it says, Great blessings belong to the persons who read the words of this message from God, of this book. And to those who hear the message, you guys, and do what is written in it, there is not much time left. So that was 2,000 years ago. There was no much time left. Because we know in Jesus and in God, there is no time. He lives out of the time. So for us, it was 2,000 years. For him, it's nothing. But all things we're going through today, and we're seeing happening in the world, and we're seeing happening in St. Norris Pass, and we're seeing what's going on all around in America, the wars and rumors of wars, they had to happen. Because God knows what was happening and what's going to happen. But he wants us also to tell us that he has not forgotten us. So about uh, 90 years after the birth of Jesus, God gave the revelation to John. That was 90 years only. And Jesus wanted to show us that he cares about the church. So he wrote, he gave us a letter, seven epistles, seven letters for the churches that were at the time. But those seven churches are the same today. He's talking to us. It's the same message to give to his church because his church is very, very, very important to Jesus. He is the head, and what's the church, who knows? Is the body. Say again. God, Jesus is the head, and we are the church, the body. So, not only St. Lord's Pass, but every, all the churches around the world that proclaim his name. There are churches that have not proclaimed his name. So, we are blessed, actually. I was thinking about it. Seven churches in uh, the Revelation. And Grace Life has how many churches, you know? Seven. We have seven churches here, too. But uh, if you think about actually, I wrote in every church a different name, like Sadoris Pass, Stellenbosch, Pretoria, Albania, uh, Tigerberg. What's that one? Wanderbosch. So we have in quite a few churches all around. Pickleberg. So in a seven or eight. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. So, but He cares. And that's what He tells us. He cares. He sees what's happening. And He wants us actually to follow Him closely. And that's why we have the Word of God. Today, everybody try to fight the Word of God. Try to say, oh, the Bible is not accurate. The Bible is not really relevant. It's been corrupted. No, it is not. Because we know exactly the dates that every book was written. We know that people were writing these epistles, all the Gospels, to each other, even if we didn't have on printed at the time. But the word has not been corrupted. Because the Holy Spirit, He doesn't want, let us let this word to go to waste. He wants us to teach us from the beginning, since Jesus' resurrection, till today, until tomorrow, the word of God is the same today and tomorrow. And the same was yesterday. The same as Jesus. Because Jesus in John 1 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. So that's we need to know. 
He spoke the word, he was the word, and the word was God, and the word cannot be corrupted. This could be changed, translations can be changed, because different meanings of words can change, but the main message is the same. And how do we know the message is the same? What do we need to believe? Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, who remembers? If you believe, yeah, say again. Yes. A little bit louder. Okay, let me say it, read it for you. So this is here we are going to go to King James now. This is people knows it. So if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe where? In your mind. Where? Heart. Or where is your heart? Believe in thy heart that God have raised him from what? From the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So we have to believe with our heart and confess with our mouth. And the word, it will not return void. So I read again the John 1.1. 1, 1. Because it's important to know the basics, to understand this very basic of the world. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with Uncle Philip. With God, not me. The same Word was beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Him is God. And without Him was not anything that made, that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. So, the words are not written for you. The word is God, and God is the guardian of the world. He anointed 66, I think, men and women to write the whole Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. And that's important to stand the ground So greetings from the, to the seven churches. From John, Revelation 1, 4. You go continue the numbers. From John to the seven churches in the province of Asia. Grace and peace to you from the one who is, who always was, and who is coming. And from the seven spirits before his throne. And from Jesus Christ is the faithful witness he is first among all who will raise from the dead. He is the ruler of all the kings of the earth. Jesus is the one who loves us and has made us free from our sins with his blood sacrifice. So he was dead. But he remained dead. Is Jesus dead? Who tell me loud? Let's wake up. I don't want to put you to sleep today. I'm not going to allow that. I'm going to wake you up. Okay. You know, I can put you to dance also. You know, I can do that. You're laughing, eh? You know me better. Okay. He made us his kingdom and priests who serve God his Father. To Jesus be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Look, Jesus is coming with the clouds. Everyone will see him, even those who pierce him. All people of the earth will cry loudly before of him. Yes, this is will happen. Amen. So these people that pierce him, that crucify him, that's really against Jesus, because Jesus crucified 2,000 years ago. But also, they continue to crucify him today. But cannot crucify him, but try to persecute his children. And when they persecute his children, 
the persecution Jesus. And around the world is lots of Christian persecution. Today in China and all Asia and other places, and in America and in many other places, and even here in South Africa, Christians suffer persecution. So we have to be strong in the word of God. So Revelation 1.8 says, <clears throat> the Lord God says, I am the Alpha and Omega. What is Alpha? It's the first letter of the Greek alphabet. In English is A, right? And the last in English is Z, right? But in the Greek we say Omega, because Omega is the, actually the word is the end of the letter of the alphabet. Omega means so great, Omega, big, great, great, great. So we say Omega. You are Omega. You are a great man. You are, you know, you are Omega too, because you are a great woman of God. But Jesus is the Omega, the end of the letters and the beginning. So He is the end of the world, the beginning and the end. So that's very important to understand. So that's why the, there's a lot of significance that He used the Greek language to write the Bible. I am John your fellow believer, we are together in Jesus and we share these things, his suffering, the kingdom, and patience and endurance. I was on the island Patmos because I was faithful to God's message and the truth of Jesus. So on the Lord's day, what is the Lord's day? Who remembers, who knows? The Lord's day. Second. Sabbath? No. The Lord's Day is Sunday because it's the Resurrection Day. And Christians is then, they took it and say, this is Sunday. It is the Lord's Day. But in Italian there was Domenica. At that time uh, the Emperor of Rome, he caused Sunday to be called Domenica. Domenica is, is Domitius words. But we Christians, since his resurrection, we took Sunday as the first day. That's the first day of the Lord. So the Lord's day, the Spirit took control of me. I heard a loud voice behind me that sounded like a trumpet. Now, <clears throat> JB, tell me, if you're outside and you hear your wife's voice, you know your wife talking to you. Even if it's not say Jebby, just talking, right? Mm -hmm. So John he was the beloved of Jesus. And he hears his voice as a trumpet. Mm -hmm. So he says, I know that voice. I know it. So he turned around. Let's find out what, he, what happened. It said, right, in the sound says, it says, write down in a book what you see. Ascended to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamon, Theatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. So he wanted to send a message to these churches. But what, who did he call? He didn't give it to everybody. He called John. What was, John was the last apostle alive. Everybody else has been suffering persecution, he's been killed, crucified, cut to pieces. I will be showing, I have kids here, I want to talk about it, but they were really not so nice. But they persecuted for the beliefs, because they knew Jesus and the message they had. So I turned to see who was talking to me, he knew. When I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. I saw someone among the lampstands who looked like the Son of Man. He was dressed in a long robe with a golden shaft tied around his chest. His head and hair were white like wool, and wool that was white as snow. And his eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were like a brass. 
that glows hot in a furnace. His voice was like a noise of a flooding water. Have you heard the voice running? Shh! Like in uh, anywhere you see the water coming from the uh, mountains and stuff, you know, they hear a nice voice. That was his voice. He had seven stars in his hand. Sorry. I want to show you something if you can see it. It's a small picture here, but I can try to put it as big. If you can see here is Jesus. He had a belt of gold, pure gold, and holds the seven stamp lands. They were not candles, because candles been, came after the 1500s, but was oil lamps, oil stands. They have oil inside, and they had a wick, and they were lighting. That's the days that we used to use oil. And that's why also the oil is the representative of the Holy Spirit. Well, we need to burn good oil and a clean wick in a clean fire to, bring, to burn bright for Jesus. So the seven light stamp was the seven churches. So that's very, very important to understand it. Because it is, he had seven stars in his right hand. A sharp two-edged sword came out of his mouth. He looked like the sun shining at the brightest moment. And I saw him, and I fell down at his feet like a dead man. He put his right hand on me and said, don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the Alpha and Omega. Say Omega. Omega. So Jesus is the Alpha. What Alpha means? Peter? The beginning. And the Omega means? The end. The end. So we are in between. We cannot be the Alpha. We cannot be the Omega. But we are in between. He is the head and we are the body. We are the stones. Right? So here is the hidden meeting, meet, meaning of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand. The seven golden lampstands that you saw. The seven lampstands are the seven churches. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. So, angels. Now, if I send you, Peter, please could you go to the shop and give a message to that person? You become an angel in the Greek. You are a messenger, angel, your foros. But also, we have heavenly angels, right? So, in the church, the pastors or the leaders of each church, he calls them angels. It's the one that gives the message. So, the heavenly beings angels, but also the, the pastors are the angels. So also the every apostle also in Greek says is angeliophoros, means bringing, carrying a message. So that is important to understand. There's a difference from heavenly angels and us, of the pastors and the leaders. But one thing, angels has not been assigned to preach the gospel. Angels are only for our help and assistance. <clears throat> They're not to tell us what to do. They're not to preach to us, but they can bring message from God to us if he, if it needs be. But it's also there. Everyone has his own angel that protects you. <clears throat> you have always an angel. He will never leave you, not, not protect you. He'll always be with you. That's very important to know. So write with this to the angel of church in Ephesus. He here is a message from the one who holds the seven stars in his hand, in the right hand, and walks among the seven golden stamps. Domitius, the king emperor of Rome, that killed lots of Christians and crucified them, he had a son, a baby, that he died. And he built a coin. He said, 
he is a God. He, Domitius makes himself God, declares himself God, Roman emperor, and his baby son, like, is the God of heavens. So he had seven stars. So he built up a coin with the face of Domitius in the beginning, and in the back, it was this baby with the seven stars. But here Jesus says, I am the one that holds the seven stars of the world. I am that holding the universe. There is no other God than me. So that's why we need to understand. And Jesus, don't try to get out. Come and take me to heaven. Let all go up to heaven, take us up so we can have no problems. No, that is not right. We are here with a mission to fix this world, to change the world, to save the lost, to preach the gospel, to where? To the whole world. And your whole world starts from here inside. Go outside the door and all around the universe here, all around, till all Cape Town, South Africa, all around the world. That is our mission. That's the job we have to finish before he comes. So, I will, if I don't finish today, I'm going to be the next week, or the two, three weeks, the second part. But I'll try to finish it, but I don't want to jump. I want you to understand it. Do you understand what I'm saying so far? Yes. You understand who is the one that holds the, star, the seven stars? Who is it? Jesus. And what, what is the seven stars represents? The angels. Yeah, the whole universe. Again. The one who holds the seven stars in his right hand and um, walks among the seven golden stamps. Golden lamps are the pastors. Like, example, one of the golden, the baby now is much more than the seven was the day. The expansion of the Christianity was very limited, up Rome, Europe, and stuff. But now we are all around the world was number one religion in the world. There are more people everywhere. So, an example, Emily is the pastor of this church. Shane is the main pastor. He's one of the lampstands that Jesus holds. Every reliable pastor, every preacher, everyone that gives the message is one of the light stamps, light stamps with oil and wick. So we need to have a clear oil inside us. Good olive oil, a good clear wick. How can we clear the wick? Through the word of God. We need to have the word of God. We need to let the Holy Spirit shine through us. You know, this is a revolution here. We are few, but this few, we can change the world. How many Jesus had? 12. He took 70, then 70 left. He stayed with 12. He stayed with 11, but today we change the world. And we need to continue to change the world. But he gives some instructions here that we have to pay attention. But see, Jesus here will realize, first he starts with commendation, commends you. How good jobs you do, what a good jobs you do. And then he brings you the lead correction that things needs to be changed. And that we're supposed to be the same as pastors, as elders, as anyone that talks and helps other people. You, Peter, you, when you witness outside, you become a pastor to that person that you witness. You become responsible for the soul, so you have to give them the right message. You recommend them, and then if you see something wrong, drink too much wine or something, just bring it sweetly and lazy, and you lay hands on them, and you pray, and you get them through the world. You don't leave them and forsake them. You continue to follow up on them. So you can bring the world in the lives to change the world. The lives need to change. And that's we need to have life changes. So, I know what you do, says. How hard you work and never give up. I know that you don't accept evil people. You have tested those who say they are apostles but are not. You found that they are liars. You never stop trying. You have endured troubles for my name 
and have not given up. But I have these things against you. You have left the love you had in the beginning. That is called the first love. Sometimes, you know, we love Jesus so passionate, and then we cool down a little bit. And that's what happened to the Ephesus. So remember where you were before you fell. Change your heart and do what you did first. What was the first that he did? Has this passionate love for Christ and for his work and for the, you know, not because he had to do it, but because he wants to do it. Now, what we do is not because we have to. When we, if we have to, then it's not love, it's no work, it's, it's a slavery. But we want to do it. We want to go witnessing. We want to pray for people. We want to change the world. We want to open our houses. We want to have guests. We want, we want to help others. We want to see this world change. We want to see everybody around here, the people staying in the corner, everywhere, taking drugs, killing each other. We need to pray for them. We need to lay hands on them, to share the good news with them, because they need the word of God. They don't know it. So they need to hear it. So they need to hear the word of God. So change your hearts and do what you did first. But there is something that you do that is right. You hate the things that the Nicolaitans do. I also hate them, what they do. Everyone who hears this should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches, to those who win in victory. I will give the right to eat the fruit from the tree of life, which is in God's paradise. Ooh. Who knows what the Nicolaitans was? He talks about Nicolaitans. Okay, you remember when the apostles, they were so busy with uh, taking care of people, and uh, they have to put some deacons Remember this in the Bible? Who knows about that? He chose how many? Ten people or seven was? One of them was Nicholas. He was a pagan guy that converted to Christianity. And he was serving with the body. But then that's Nicol Nicholas guys. He started applying some paganism before he was a pagan, some of his old beliefs, mixing it with the Christian beliefs. And he was making other people to do the same. So this was happening to a lot of people. So like example, say we have Christians here that practicing, uh, what's called this magic, magic here, they're doing their thing, witchcraft. We cannot do witchcraft with Christianity. We are against it. Christ and Belal cannot be mixed. We cannot mix Sour milk, vinegar with good milk, will cut, will go bad. So we are the pure world of the world. So we have not to mix it. We have to keep it pure. Keep pure the world. Don't mix your Bible. Don't change your Bible. You want to say something, Stephen? You're right. You understand everything. So I'll, so I'll call you afterwards to, to help me here. All right. So actually, this church of Ephesus, I put here Stellenbosch. It's a main church in Stellenbosch. But so sweet people there, very, very sweet people. We have a very, very good pastor there, very good angel. They call him angel, it's a messenger of God that God has to do. So we recap now. What is angel? It's a man with a message. So we call the pastors and the head of the church as angels here in the Bible, okay? But it's not the heavenly angels. Angels of God is something different. We're not going to talk about it now. Paul says, even an angel preaches a different gospel is an anathema. Don't receive it. So we have to be careful because we heard many, many, many religions, like Mormons, for example, and Muslims. 
They receive the belief from an angel. They change the belief because angels brought them a message. But was not the gospel. Muhammad got a message from God, he said, that an angel told him. Angel cannot bring the message. Jesus has the message of God. Jesus, uh, the angel, can bring a message from God to you. Say, God said that, not me say that. You cannot teach people like this. Angels cannot be the proclaimers of the Gospels. We are the proclaimers of the Gospel. You are the proclaimers of the Gospel. Eta, you are a proclaimer of the Gospel. And all of you that you are here proclaiming the Gospel. Now we will go to the church of Smyrna. It's a small letter, this one here. Revelations 2.8. Write this to the angel of the church in Smyrna. Some of my forefathers was from Smyrna. My grand-grand-grandfather was from Smyrna. So when the Turks took over, there was a Greek community, there were big Greek communities. They had to flee. They went to Cyprus. From Cyprus, some of my forefathers went to Egypt. And I born in Egypt. That was a part of it, you know. But anyway, that's to learn there was cities that were existed. The Christianity was very, very strong there. So that was exist. Write to the angel of the church of Smyrna. Here is a message from the one who is the first and the last, Alpha and Omega. The one who died. I came to life again. What is this? The one who died? I came what? Came to life again. It's nice to see this big smile from you. Really, welcome back. We love you. You opened my heart today to see you here. And everybody, and you, welcome too. And you guys are welcome. And always welcome to this church. Thank you, Lord. I know your troubles. I know that you are poor. Who is poor here? Who is poor? Say, I know that you are poor, but really you are rich. Maybe we are poor on, on some things, you know, on physical things. But above all, we need, first of all, to see prosperity in our, in our lives, to be rich in our hearts. Like Soleka today, she's rich in the spirit. Somebody else told me today that he admires you because you are rich in spirit. I won't say that, but really we all admire you. You're doing a very, very good job and you, what you're going through, whatever. But you are poor, but you are rich. You are all poor sometimes, but we are rich. And if you have enough to eat today and you can praise the Lord and you have a breath, and you wake up in the morning and you can praise the Lord, then you are rich. Amen. If you have 100 rand in your wallet, you are one of the most richest people in the world. But about 80% of this world, they live in poverty below 100 rand a day. So that's important to understand. If you have 10 rand in your pocket, you are more rich than the people in India, in the slums, and people here, they have nothing. So praise the Lord. The Lord wants to bless you. He doesn't want to be poor. That's why he talked to us. He tells us in the gospel, he tells us in the letters, he tells us in the revelation, that we need to be rich in him. I know your troubles, I know that you are poor, but really you are rich. I know the results you have suffered from people who say they are Jews, but they are not true Jews. They are a group that belongs to Satan. So there are people that belong to Satan. Right? Some Goma people here, they, some of them say they are Christians, but they are not Christians. You cannot be a Christian and worship the devil. You cannot worship Christ and Belal. So we worship Christ and we worship God and we're hearing the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid of what will happen to you. 
I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison. He will do this to test you. You will suffer from for 10 days. But be faithful even if you have to die. If you continue to be faithful, I will give you the reward of life. Everyone who hears this should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. Those who win the victory will not be hurt by the second death. So, they, Jesus says, they that believe in me, they shall never die. They pass from life, passing through death, and go to life again. So we're never going to die. But we have to believe in him and to stand on our beliefs. That is very, very important. I know it's not the easiest chapter, but if you keep studying at home, you know, it is very, very important. Go through the Bible. Don't go to the whole revelation. It's too complicated towards the end. Maybe eventually, in the future, we can have a talk with Shane. We can have some studies on that in special groups for more details. But right now, we're not there yet. We're not in the end. We are just at the beginning. We need to strengthen ourselves. We need to be able to fight the good fight of faith. Because if you're not strong in the Lord, we'll be weak. We'll be beaten by the, by the life of adversities. But if you're strong in the Lord, you can do mighty things. You can overcome the devil. Because greater is he Greater is he that is in you, in me, yeah. That him is in the world. So who is in the world? And who is in you? Christ. So we overcome them. Because you of God, John actually says, you of God, little children. You are of God and you have overcome him. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So, to the church in Pergamon, SLP, I wrote it, is whatever I read here, it's not just as an example. It's not like exactly we're going the same problems or the same spirits fighting, but just to understand that we are a church. Uh, we are God's looking at us. Jesus has an eye on us, watching on us. Your life is not in vain. God wants you to be a conqueror, a winner. To the church in Pergamon, SLP. Write to the angel of the church in Pergamon. Here is a message that the one who has the sharp two-edged sword, that Jesus, his mouth. I know where you live. You live where Satan has his throne, but you are true to me. I did not refuse to tell about your faith in me, even during the time of Antipas. Antipas was my faithful witness who was killed in your city, the city where Satan lives. But I have a few things against you. You have people who follow the teachings of Balaam, Balaam taught Balak how to make the people of Israel to sin. They sin it, sin by eating food offering in the idols, and by committing sexual sins. So in the same, you see the group, you have people who follow the teaching of the Nicolaitans. So change your heart. What he says? Change, change your heart. heart. So God asks us to change our heart. So maybe you don't have these vices or these problems. But your heart needs to change. You have something else. Maybe you smoke too much. Maybe you smoke things not supposed to smoke. You drink things not supposed to drink. Or you do things that are not supposed to do. So we can change our heart. I won't tell you what is your sin. I'm sure the Lord will tell you. Because your sin already been forgiven. But at the same time, we cannot continue sinning. We need to... Do what, uh, Eta? To change your heart. So change your heart if you, if 
you don't change, I will come to you quickly and fight against these people with the sword that comes out of my mouth. Everyone who hears this should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. I will give the hidden manna to everyone who wins the victory. I will also give each one a white stone that has a new name written on it. And no one will know this name except the one who gets that stone. So God will give you a new name, give you a stone, white stone. What the white represents? Purity. Because when you change your heart, you get purified, He gives you the stone of purity with a new name. Maybe be, be like Mrs. Jesus, Mr. Jesus, have to take his name Christ because he is our Lord and Savior. We are his wife, we are his church, we are part of it. He married us. So thank you, Lord. I think I have another 10 minutes, I can do one more, one more letter, one more epistle for the church of uh, Thyatira. So this uh, Revelation 2.18, write this to the angel of the church in Thyatira. Here is a message from the Son of God, the one who has eyes that blaze like a fire and feet like a shining brass. I know what you do. I know about your love, your faith, your service, and your passion. I know that you are doing more than that you did at first. But, but, when Jesus says, but, I have something, I have this against you. You let that woman Jezebel to do what she wants. She says that she is a prophet, but she is leading my people away from her teachings. With her teachings. Jezebel leads my people to commit sins sexual sins, and to eat food that is offered to idols. I have given her time to change her heart and turn away from the sins, but she does not want to change. See, notice here, Jesus gives you time to change from your sins. God loves you. He will not judge you. If, you know, so if you change your heart, let us, all of us, if you have things that maybe stand against God, if you're falling a little bit asleep while we're serving the Lord, or we do things in our lives, everybody's okay uh, so far? Not falling asleep? Stephen, are you all fine? Good. First class. Okay. No, see, the ladies have to leave earlier. So, thank you, Lord. I know today there are groups that teach that. It's okay to live with somebody else and you're not married. It's okay to do that. There's no one condemns here anybody. But we need to know what we do and what we don't do. What is right and what is wrong. <coughs> and we need to change from the wrong to the right. I won't tell you what. You know it yourself. Amen. And we do have courses here. If you need to get married, before you get married, please, Get with Emily and us, we can have a course of marriage. You cannot get married with somebody you don't know what the marriage entails. Amen. You know, to, even to live with somebody, you have to know. Like, if you make commitment with somebody, you have to know what you do in your life. Yes. And you have to study, to study and learn, because otherwise you're going to fail. You know, my wife and I, we married almost 100 years ago, but we have to go through the School of Hard Knocks, because nobody told us. We know very few things about it, but we learn through life. So now we have a church, and in our churches, we know how to teach. We have a course that we can teach you how to learn to become, you know, and you can marry legally. Pastor uh, Emily, he has now the thick authority to get you married, so it is everything can be worked out. All in, in decency and in order. 
So, I says, I will also kill her followers. Then all the churches will see that I am the one who knows what people feel and think. So Jesus knows what we feel and think. And I will repay each of you for what you have done. But others of you in theater have not followed her teachings. You have not learned the things they call Satan's deep secrets. This is what I say to you. I will not put any other burdens on you. Only hold on to the truth you have until I come. I will give power over the nations and to all those who win the victory and continue until the end and do what I want. They will rule the nations with iron rod. They will break them to pieces like a clay pot. So when Jesus comes again, we're able to rule with him with an iron rod because we need to bring this world in order. They will have the same power I have received from my father. What is this here? They will have power. What is power? What, what can we do? Can we raise the dead? Yes. Can we heal the sick? Yes. Wow. What else can we do with this power? Can we share the gospel? Yes. Can we lay hands on the people and get filled with the Holy Spirit? Yes. yes? That's amazing. Woo. And I will give them the morning star. Everyone who hears this should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. I'll have another three letters, I think. I'll leave it for the next time. But I want you to tell me any reactions of this. What you understood? What do you think we need to do? Do we need to look unto Jesus when he comes back for, for the rapture? We need to think all about the rapture all the time? No. No. What do we need to think? To preach the gospel. To know that Jesus is looking at us and he's teaching us. He's overseeing our shepherds, our pastors. He's, over, over, he's the head of all things. He's the head of the church. He's the head. He cannot, we don't have any other head. But the pastors underneath is the soldiers that are holding the churches. So we need to all to follow, to learn to be good followers. Okay. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.